to match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat children. All right, we back. Motherfucking Tough Talk Podcast. Uh, just a couple quick footnotes real quick. One is that uh, my co-host Ibrahim could not join us because he was sick, uh, you know. So we wish him well. Uh, we hope his COVID test come back negative. I'm sure it will. Uh, but I'm joined by Terry Cadet in this episode, uh, fellow comedian. Uh, she's been on everything. What has she been on? Uh, she's on Rami on Hulu. Uh, she's been on Wild and Out. She's been on MTV 2's Joking Off. She's been on a number of things. And uh, we go way back uh, to Caroline's March Madness competition in 2017. Uh, me and her were both finalists, uh, and she was the final, you know, she beat me on that fateful day and took everything I'd worked so hard for. I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, so she's the champ. Uh, she joins me on this episode. We discuss a few things. Um, one of which was, of course, hashtag protect black women. And, uh, Got a little heated, uh, got a little passionate, rather, I should say. Uh, got a little passionate there, and there's a few things I forgot. Like, one is that hashtag protect black women is kind of ironic because coming from a whole generation of women that have spent the last 10 years denouncing gender roles, but all of a sudden now they need to be protected. And I need to be the same toxic man they've been begging me not to be for the last 10 years. Uh, It's just kind of funny, the irony of it, you know, that I don't get anything out of it. You know, what about me? What do I get for protection? You know, I think maybe hashtag feed black men is something we need to start or clothe black men. I don't know. Buy me socks, something. Uh, but yeah, I forgot to mention that. Um, what else? Also, just, you know, the fact that it just seems a little unfair, you know. Uh, one black dude, uh, look up hashtag Skeeter Mills. That is the video that we were referencing. Yeah, you've uh, trigger warning. It's not for the faint of heart, that video. Uh, it's kind of disgusting, so... You've been warned, but uh, it's just a little unfair. Or at least I felt like it was a little unfair that one black dude does something and then we all get blamed for it. Like, oh, we need to have a talk with black men. It's like, whoa, I wasn't there when he did that shit. It's just not a two way street, you know, because when black men do good things, nobody comes online and congratulates me. When LeBron James wins a championship, no one says great job out there, Phil. Black men are doing so well. Nobody says that. But when something bad happens, like, oh, there's no such thing as an isolated incident. This is an epidemic. We need to talk to Phil about it because black men need to do better. So I just feel like it's a little unfair. But you'll hear all of that or some of that during this episode. Uh, What else? Oh, we referenced a meme that I had made. Uh, I think the meme was... Oh, that that second wave is finna hit like 
it's finna hit like allow me to reintroduce myself my name is cove and it's like a little picture of jay-z it was a cute little thing i made but everybody stole it uh you know down to the finna i'll go out of my way to use improper grammar f-i-n-n-a and people didn't even change that a few did which is like hmm respectable thieves you know at least steal it and make it look like someone else's work most people just kept all the words straight up copy and paste uh i used three dots to build anticipation dot 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 and they took the dot 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 and that's what really made me laugh about them copying me so uh you know don't be a thief out there hit the share button hit the retweet button uh check out this episode still a few technical difficulties right up front only because we're still recording from two different locations thanks to COVID. so uh check this episode out hope you enjoy it like share subscribe as usual hey hello well look at that can you hear me oh perfect amazing (laughs) hold on let me see if I can plug in my um. Let me. I'm so scared to fuck it up. Where yeah. Wait. I just want to put in my headphones. Can, can you hear me? I. Can. Okay. Wait. Hold on. Let me do one last thing. How crazy is this? That's insane. Oh man, that's too funny. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Can you, can you hear me twice? Yeah, now there's like an echo. Yeah, yeah, hold up. <laughs> nah, it's cool. It's like there's two of you. I'm just, I'm just okay. okay, wait. I'm gonna on, my on my phone. Okay, hello? All right, I can hear you still. Perfect. God. Look at that. Persevere. You caught me right? on a good day because I have been practicing patience. Yeah, you know, you 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 seem to be that way to me, you know. I just brought up the uh great tire incident of what was that, probably two years ago or something like mm-hmm. that. I seem patient. And I want you, yes, yeah, so I must I have a habit of catching you on your good days because you were patient that night with the oh, tire. Well, the, those type of things wouldn't. I'm always patient with stuff like that. If there's nothing I could do about it. But like stuff like this, I'd be like, I'm over it. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, <laughs> I, you know what? You actually helped me because I was ready to be like, fuck this. But you know what? One of them old Negro tricks of just turning something <laughs> off and turning it back on seems, <laughs> it seems to have helped. <laughs> I, uh, I used to do cable work so i used to like install cable right and we would get like these really old people and they charge for service calls so in order for us to go out to their house it would be like 69.99 or whatever which is pretty expensive but they were trying to prevent people from always calling the line when shit wasn't shit wrong so like a lot of times they would be like okay ma'am we know this sounds stupid but uh walk over to your TV <laughs> and make sure your cable box is plugged all the way in. So but you'd be surprised how many times it was literally just, oh, damn, it is halfway <laughs> out the wall. 
And then even I remember a few times it was a few like old ladies and shit that I don't know if they were just lonely or what that we would come out and you could tell like nobody had visited them in so long. And you'd almost say to them, like, ma'am, I was never here. <laughs> like, if you just needed company or wanted somebody to give lunch to or whatever, then this never happened. It's between us. So, yeah, shit like that be working. And, uh, yeah, uh, I guess I should do some type of intro. Uh, this is the motherfucking Tough Talk podcast. Uh, yeah, we're here after much technical difficulties with a good friend of mine, a great comedian. Uh, Let's see, what are those credits? What are those credits? What has she not been on? She's been on Joking Off, MTV. Uh, What else? Uh, Rami on Hulu. What is Elijah? I can never say her last name. Schlesinger? Yeah, on Netflix. Uh, she's been on that. She's been on a lot of things. Uh, stand-up comedian. Uh, amongst other things, organizer, uh, activist. What else? Hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, no. I was saying that your intro is hilarious, but yeah, I'll take that, too. (laughs) Gotta take anything that comes with it these days uh yeah you're all over you're on all the fucking apps is that like a goal of yours uh yeah i have it on my vision board actually i'm looking at it right now you actually have a 2020 vision board yeah well i think this one i might have done this one at the end of 2019 so i actually need to do another one for 2020 but this one has worked so well that i'm kind of like ah i want to keep it but i'm gonna do another one (laughs) Cause yeah, that's been the running joke of just like, well, anybody that brought a 2020 planner, uh, yeah, just rip those first six pages out. <laughs> Cause this shit has been a shit show, but we are pushing through uh, 2020. So vision boards, do you try to do one yearly? Yeah, even though I've only done two. And so it took me maybe four years to actually do the first one. And so I've never done it by myself. Okay. I've gone to like vision board events, like a vision board party. And so I leave my vision board together. Okay, cool. Yeah, see, that's it's not a very manly thing. I don't think a lot of men are doing vision boards. It board. was hosted by a guy. <laughs> we, we probably have better years if we did. This one was hosted by a guy. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, I know men with vision boards. Okay, I got to ask. This was a straight yeah. guy. As far as I know, okay. I mean, he ain't telling me nothing. <laughs> we, she like, look. <laughs> I try not to speak on not anybody sure. else's. I don't know for sure. <laughs> I'm not, I can't say I, that is a tough talk first. I can't say I've met any men who have vision boards. Although I'll tell you, I'm a big believer in speaking things into existence. And good or bad. Really? Yeah, big believer in that. Uh what did Lil Wayne start telling us he was the best rapper alive? That was years ago, and it was almost laughable. It's not still we. we it's not still laughable now. We're not still laughing. It's not laughable at fucking all. The greatest. <laughs> he's so good at. He's so good at rapping that he told us all lives matter like three years ago, and we still didn't give a fuck. 
We was like, you know what? Maybe he's working on a new rhyme. Maybe this is a new bar. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I don't profess to be like a huge Wayne fan. I, I listen to m- most music just casually and if it's on. So I enjoy him when he's on. But like the G in lasagna, real G's moving silence like lasagna. I literally understood that maybe a year ago. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, me and my homies, we was kind of stuck on that one too back home. We was like, wait, yeah, because I'm like, is it because the lasagna is it's a pan and it's congealed, so it's just hard. I was just so confused. <laughs> See, I, I, you, you actually tweeted something interesting recently, and that that is one of the reasons I love rap because you just like the English language is so complicated. Uh, what did you tweet recently? You tweeted or you posted something about it? Oh, yesterday. Um, that, because I have my little brother for the summer and he's 12. So I was making him read aloud and he was, he said colonel and I was like, that's not the word. And I was like, spell the word and he spelled it and I was like, that's colonel. And he was like, I think not. <laughs> I think that's not how you spell colonel. Right. And I was just like, it doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. I don't make the rules. Yeah, that is that is one of those words that, yeah. And that's why, you know, so many people have trouble with English as a second language because it's just a fucking unnecessary in general, mm-hmm. right? So, like, think about, like, cell, right? That there's, what, four different uses of them? What, cell is S-E-L-L? Oh, I was going to say, because right? you have an accent. So I didn't know if you meant cell okay. or, like, if something's for sale. Uh, but see, you prove them how poor. But those are no, but those right are there. different words completely. <laughs> Do you mean in the way that they're pronounced, or in the um definition? Both them, in the way that they're pronounced. Okay, so pronounce them for me the proper I, way. Well, I have an accent too, so it's not fair. It's just some accents like pin and pan, like pin and pen. When yeah. you say, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> well, I'll spell them to to stop. <laughs> so, sell right. So there's what three different uses of S E L L S A L E S A I L, and then you've got jail cell C E L L. So I understand fully why somebody who's taking English as a second language would be like, "Fuck that!" Like, what are we even talking about? Right? How now? do you say? And then okay, sorry. Go ahead. Nah, you go ahead. How do you say P-I-E-R? P-I-E-R. Pierre. Oh, that's Say it again. Pierre. Pierre. So it's more like P-E-E-R then, right? Pierre. That's how I pronounce it. And I was like an improv with like some white white people from UCB. And they were Mm -hmm. like, what? And I was like, Chelsea Pierre. And they were like, a (laughs) Pierre? Like if you're eating it? I was like, Pierre. It's the same word. Yeah. They were like, no, it's peer. I was like, get the fuck out of here. No one says that. See, yeah, that's why me and the English language is just like, yo, what the hell are we even talking about? And I mean, of course, with rap, with comedy, we're good with words. So sometimes those are some of the funniest jokes, right? I think the best joke about words might be, which he does a lot of these, uh, Cat Williams. I don't know if you caught one is he has this joke about Bacab, right, in the silent letter. And he says, have you ever been able to use a silent letter in your adult life? My name is Bob, nigga. That's B-K-O-B. The K is silent. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, it's fucking genius. And that's 
about like that line that Little Wayne said for the G and lasagna of like, yeah, what is that? And then there's what salmon that people really get mad about. It's salmon and yeah, that L I, makes I, I do not subscribe to the non L salmon. You don't subscribe to commas, periods. So why would you <laughs> why would you start subscribing to L's now? <laughs> Man, hey. I mean, I used to be pretty good in English, but nah, I don't. I do not type like properly, like someone's gonna read it. But are you like an English major? I was an English major. Mm-hmm. Okay, see that helps for everybody. <laughs> and you and you were a writer for a show, right? You wrote for yeah, I wrote for um, why it's the next show on HBO. Okay, yeah, see, so. And I think that be holding me back. Matter of fact, I'm trying to work on this SNL writing packet right now. And I do be looking at my blue lines and stuff like, you know what? I could put some commas in here or I could disagree. We could all just agree that it's really funny. You know what? I think that it really does suck because, you know, in comedy, it's not we're writers, but it's not necessarily just about your ability to like write sometimes right like the best joke writer might not be the actual best technical writer but when it comes to packets and stuff they are nitpicky with it like they look for any reason to throw your shit in the garbage because there's so many people that they have to weed out so it's unfortunate but you you might want to need to use i love this app i pay for it i don't pay for anything i pay for this fucking app grammarly.com and it will change your life and help you it will proofread your shit as best as possible. You need that. Otherwise, Are don't you even sure you're not it. a spokesperson? I Are you not be. getting a check for that? I want. <laughs> I want one. I'm speaking that <laughs> into that existence. Felt just like an ad. <laughs> there you go. We're speaking it into existence. 2020. I mean, that's just about the only work we can get anyway. Voiceovers right now, the way this shit is going. No, nope, uh, no. Nope, I'm not speaking that into existence. Nope. Oh, okay. There's, no, other boy, work, I, there's other work to be had. When doors close, doors open. I refuse to is, lose. Period. That is true. So I will ask you, what was your... Uh, <laughs> what was your last show? Do you remember your last show? I remember my last show. It was when was it? It was two days before our quarantine, and I made a whole joke about it. I was like, I talked about Corona. I talked about. I was like, this is probably going to be our last show before they shut everything down. And so you spoke that into existence. I should post the clip. I spoke that whole thing into existence. I was like, yeah, this is going to be our last show. <laughs> I got it's really dressed fault. up. I got so dressed up. I was like, this could be my last time. On That's stage. fucking funny. <laughs> I think I got blindsided. I don't think I had any idea. I mean, this this whole thing has just been crazy to where, you know how doing comedy be at a certain point, and I still have a day job, so at a certain point, I'm literally just waking up, looking at my schedule and going, okay, what am I doing when I get off at five? Mm-hmm. And And sometimes, you know, I realize like, oh shit, I'm double booked tonight, so you know, I was literally taking it one day at a time, and then you just like I was sitting at a bar watching the NBA, and they said one of the players tested positive. Then the next thing I know, they canceled the game. Right. Then by the time I got my second drink, they canceled the whole season, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "What the hell?" And then the next thing I know, I started seeing like that comedy shows were being canceled, and then you know, shit gets real when it start affecting you. Yeah. 
And I mean, this thing feels so specific to comedy, you know, no gathering, <laughs> which is just like pretty much that's all comedy is. Hell Drinking, yeah. Like say goodbye gathering. to the packed hot room. Boy. Ain't gonna be no hot rooms. The rooms gonna be cold as hell. And yeah, people spaced out, which they always said, you know, the smaller rooms, it was more conducive to laughter of like, you know, it's contagious. And the, the more spread out people are, you know, the less they want to laugh type shit. So mm-hmm. I don't know about us. I just don't know. I mean, and, you know, to kill, in order to kill, we need people to open their mouths. Like, this might be the end of LOL, like. <laughs> we might have to find a new way to laugh of like can we do shows with masks I've been seeing so what I think is that people people have fatigue they're tired they don't give a fuck anymore people are inside they're, they're not wearing masks they're close talking to each other people are literally not giving a fuck so I think that people are willing to go as far as we're willing to take it if the comics are if the clubs are cool with it, if the clubs can find five comics who don't care and are fine to do an indoor show with no mask on, and they have audience members that are signing waivers online or when they purchase their ticket saying, hey, you are at risk for coronavirus, and as long as you don't hold this Bible, if you're willing to gamble, then come on in, and people will check that box, and they will come in, and it'll be fine. That waiver make everything real, don't it? <laughs> it sure does, but people still do it. They will still waive their rights. The second you got to sign a waiver, you're like, hold on now. Let me, <laughs> let me really think about you, this. How bad? You're looking at the lineup I'm, again like, who's on it? <laughs> who's on it? <laughs> right. Like, maybe y'all could just give us those headphones. Like those, uh, what is it, sound parties? I think people were having it. Where, like, they wouldn't have the DJ... Like, his audio would be pumped through headphones. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those? I've seen it. I've never been. But, yeah. the um, I think they're called, like, yeah, like, the silent headphone parties or something. something like yeah, that. it seemed a, seemed a little redundant to me. Like, some gentrified bullshit. But it is what it is. And we got to be open to new ideas, especially the way the world's changing. I mean, because they got rid of plastic straws, right? And that seemed like no, a they, big No, deal. they didn't. I, I'm still getting plastic straws. I, you, ain't, I, you, ain't, you ain't supposed to be telling people like I that. I mean, that's the what they had. Though. That's what they had at the restaurant that I ordered takeout from. Everything is takeout now. And so. Well, you know what's funny <laughs> is that I think that got rid of that and we were able to put our priorities to the front of like, you know what? Fuck them turtles. That's what I was saying. You're like, okay. fuck the turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Shit got real, real quick. You know what the other one changed was that the grocery store is no longer doing plastic bags. Mm-hmm. Even though they it are. Like, well, again, <laughs> I think all of this just made people go, you know what? Fuck the, fuck the sea. We don't really need the ocean like that right now. We're trying to survive. So it was all these changes coming at once. Um, people weren't, weren't happy about the metal straws. And now it's like, you got to wear a whole motherfucking mask to even come in here. So mm-hmm. what what is 2020 even? Uh, so you remember your last show and you were there joking about the Rona. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I was watching <laughs> the news. It's not like it was a huge surprise. They can't talk about a global pandemic. And I was like, why would New York be exempt? Like I went into quarantine a full week before they mandated it. 
I was like, no, I see where okay. this is headed. Fuck that. I'm out. I'm out. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> you from Brooklyn. You're supposed to be a thug. Get on out there. No, I'm from Brooklyn. That means I know danger when I see it and I get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> It is funny because we nobody was taking it seriously. Even the NBA player, uh, his name's Rudy Gobert. He's the first person to get it. That's the one that coughed on NBA. everything. Yes, like and he was clowning and making fun of it and touching people and rubbing people and joking about it. He even got one of his teammates sick, mm-hmm. and it's like so funny because we went from joking about it and laughing about it to the very next week being terrified and locked up in the fucking house about it. Yeah, I, I remember in the beginning people were like, but black people can't get it. And then I remember being like, y'all are so dumb. Y'all can't have it both ways. Oh, there's a whole thing that's like, if white America catches a cold, black America catches the flu. We've been saying that for the last 30, 40 years. But if white America is catching COVID, all of a sudden black people are like, no, we're good. Like, no, if they're catching COVID-19, we got COVID-20 and 21. Like, can, can you blame us? I feel like we're just searching for an upper <laughs> hand everywhere at every turn to where it was funny to see people turn from, you know, we can't get it to, the, we got the immunity to, it's destroying the black community. It's all a plot, my brother. Yeah, it's just like, dude, what the hell is even going on? People are so weird. They speak so soon, and that damn internet, that damn internet, just like I feel like it's just like there used to be stupid people individually, right? Mm -hmm. And now they're all connected, believing the same things. Yep, that's like uh, that cop in Minnesota. I don't know if you saw it or whatever that uh, murdered George Floyd. When they arrested him, they had his picture, and then people had the side by side. They were like, "Look at his ears; those ain't the same ears." But they weren't the same ears, though. Uh oh! <laughs> <laughs> they got you. <coughs> that one got me. I was like, "Where? What are those ears?" You ain't fucking with it. You feel like they switched them? I don't know. No, I don't think they switched them. But I don't know because they propped up Sandra Bland. And made it seem like she was alive when they took her mugshot. And so you know what? That that is that is a really disgusting case. And it does not it does not sit right with me and I don't trust them. But see, that's why I'm laughing because even what we came up with for the virus of like we have the immunity, like we just are searching for that leg up in society. So I get why we always kind of take the angle and never believe what we're told. I mean the Tuskegee experiment, you know, they went, I think like 20 something years, they probably broke up some families. Mm. Somebody probably came home and gave their girl something. And you know, she was like, sure. Mm. It was the doctor. (laughs) So I get it, right? And then even like I said with him, you know, and like you just said about Sandra Bland, I was watching something recently on Hulu about her and what was it? Oh, they were trying to say that she checked the box for suicide mm. like they they were asking questions i guess when you check in there and they were like yeah she checked that she had tried to commit suicide you know twice in the last six months and it's like listen i ain't no motherfucking detective but i i got three sisters right three sisters i know a lot of black women that's mainly all i've dated you're not gonna tell me that girl made a noose 
Like, if I brought somebody a piece of rope, the average just black woman off the streets, unless she's been in, like, the Marine Corps or some shit, she's not going to know how to make a noose out of rope, right? Wait, but who said what they said? Sandra Bland made a noose? Out of garbage bags. Oh, yeah. Okay. To where I was like, nah, y'all fucking lying. Then when I watched that video, even, I'm like, okay. He was doing the most. I mean, she was a little turned up, but I'll tell you a quick story real quick that you didn't have to hear. But since we've that's, been on this subject... every story with you. I never asked to hear. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you why. Because when I watched that, I got in a fight with a cop, right? Long story short, my younger sister, Adriana, called me one night to help her change a tire. So I go to help her change a flat tire, get there. It's like two in the morning. I pull it behind her. Well, you better help her. her with the flat tire than you were me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I just want to make sure. The first problem is Phil doesn't know how to change a flat tire, Look, Adriana. I to change a flat tire. No, okay. I don't know what was up with your car. No, it, it's my jack. It's my jack. It happens all the time. Go ahead. It's not you. Technical <laughs> difficulties. Anyway. So, yeah. I go to help her change this flat. It's like two in the morning. Get there. There's a cop there. I don't know he's a cop. It's just a car behind her car. I assume this guy was there helping her. I get out of my car. He starts yelling at me. He's like, get the fuck back in your car. X, Y, Z, whatever, whatever. Whoopie, wop. I'm like, okay. I came to help her change a flat tire. You're in an unmarked car. You don't have any identification on you. I'm not leaving my sister out here on the side of the road with you. He goes, you need to leave this is investigation. He's using his best, like, big man voice or whatever. He's, like, five foot. I'm not a big guy. So when you're smaller than me, you're small. Uh, anyway, eventually, after about the third or fourth time, he yells, get back in your car. This is an investigation. I finally go, okay, I'm going to go across the street. I turn my back to him. I put my hands on my door to open my car door. He jumps on my back. So now I feel his weight on my back. I bend down. I slam him. He's laying on the ground. It's snow. I, now I'm mad because I'm fearing for the worst. I'm thinking either he's going to try to kill me. I'm definitely going to jail tonight. So now I'm yelling at him. I'm like, dude, where the fuck is your badge? Where the fuck is your gun? Like, why would you jump on my back? He's sitting in the snow and he's screaming with all the bass in his voice, his little five foot voice that he could muster up. He's like, get on the ground. I say, dude. It's snowing. It's wet. I'm not getting on the fucking ground. He says this about three times to me. Finally, backup comes. They got the lights on. They're getting out their cars. Finally, he says it again. And I, I figure, I think I better get on the fucking ground because they're going to start shooting. If mm -hmm. I'm standing here, you already know that's resisting arrest, according to them. Arrest, mm -hmm. you didn't even know you was fucking under. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> I get on the ground or whatever. They handcuff me. They search me or whatever. They're talking all this shit. Anyway, long story short, they wind up giving my little sister a DUI, which wound up, and I mean, she told me she was point one. They said she was point one over, which is just like, okay, I think you just gave her that. But she said the police report was all about me. But I said all that to tell you. When I watched Sandra Bland, they did have the tape of her traffic stop. I'm really glad I didn't leave my little sister on the side of the road that night with him. Mm. Those motherfuckers really be having some cruel intentions. She was wearing a sundress, and it's just like... 
there's snow on the ground. It's wet, and she wearing a sundress. We gotta have a conversation. No. Which is oh, oh Sandra <laughs> Bland. Sandra Bland. Okay, was I was like, sundress. we gotta really have. How drunk was your sister? <laughs> you were like, hold up, you, you sure it's just point one? Because let me tell you something. I always have questions. Like I always get in trouble. I'm sure you know. I mean, you. We get in hot water, but for different reasons. And so, like, yeah, I get hot water similar. because I always ask questions, and people make it seem because I don't believe it. Everything I got, I have follow up questions, and people don't really like that because I'm like, this don't add up. Hold on now. Yeah, a lot of <laughs> shit don't add up. But no, I was saying Sandra Bland had on a sundress, and I was saying <laughs> as it as I watched that video, I thought about my sister. And I thought like, whatever I went through that night, because I'm really thinking like, nigga, if you didn't get on the ground, yeah, you'd have been a hashtag out here in these streets. Uh, mm-hmm. Sandra Bland seeing that made me say to myself, though, I'm glad I didn't fucking leave her on the side of the road. Whatever happened, you know, even if she had to eat that DUI, it started fucking with her nursing a little bit, like you know. CNA, whatever they call them things. She had like an RN. I don't fucking know. Too many letters, right? But just seeing that topic, you know what occurred to me too as I watched it is that Sandra was taller than him and every one of these cases I'd be seeing, it'd be a little ass cop. Like even with Eric Gardner, like it's four of them. He's bigger than all four of them. Yeah. I mean, I think they need some type of height requirement, weight requirement, something for these people. They're just too easily intimidated. Like, Sandra Bland was cussing that motherfucker out, but that shouldn't have intimidated him if he'd have been bigger. If he would have been bigger, she would have went down quicker. (laughs) So you don't think so? No. I think that would help because honestly, I've never met a real big person that was, how should I say this, a mean spirited person. Usually they're gentle giants. But I think if you give a five foot motherfucker a gun, even that uh, Betty Shelby that she killed Terrence Crutcher, that was the one with the helicopter. And they were saying, you know, from from a helicopter, however many feet above, he looked like a bad man. She had you know, disciplinary issues as a cop, she had her gun taken in the line of duty before. And I'm saying, to me, that should be an automatic fucking firing. If someone can take your gun away from you, you aren't physically fit to protect anybody. And that is a theme I be noticing with a lot of these cops. It's just like, yo, it's small people. They don't look like they're in shape. We all know they get free donuts. (laughs) I definitely saw that during Corona. I was like, I thought this was like a, I thought this was like a stereotype. I definitely right. walked past, and they were like, "Free donuts to all on duty officers." <laughs> right, which is how I knew that uh, Shake Shack was a fake. I said they don't even sell donuts there. So <laughs> they not only did they discover it was a fake story, they were never even there. And it's like, see, oh, I they weren't there either. I knew it. See, sometimes they don't really need detectives. They just need me. So I'll ask you this while we're on the subject of protest and stuff like that. Oh, also that I almost got killed. And that's why that protect black woman hashtag crap bothers me so much. Because I just be like, where are y'all brothers? Where are y'all sisters? Or where are y'all brothers? Where are y'all sons? Where are y'all fathers at? Like, that's the first line of defense. Yes, 
But also, sometimes you're in situations where that's not around. Like, the thing is, I, I think that, like anything, and this is the problem with things on social media, is that there's not an opportunity to have a nuanced conversation. And so I think that there are valid points to be had on both sides, for real. And so I understand why, at times, Black women would feel like they don't feel protected. But I also think that... Um, it's not it's not that simple. And so there there are other things. Like I, I agree, like where's your I don't personally feel that way, you know? I don't I feel like I have I, I don't feel unprotected, but I can understand why other women might feel like that and I don't want to deny somebody else's experience. Like I remember when I was in um college, I was getting off the subway and I was getting on the subway and this old white lady was getting off at the same time and she like pushed me. And I was like, gosh, say excuse me. And she was like, go back to your country, monkey. There's some shit like that. And I remember yeah. being so mad that I followed her off the train in a second. Like I stepped right back on. I stepped off and on real quick. Cause I was like, if I, if I violate this white lady, I'm going to jail. I saw that very quickly. So I got back on right as the doors closed. And there was this black guy there that was like, ooh, if she said that to me, and I'm like, sir, right. he said that to <laughs> all of us. Like, what do you mean? So I think it's situations like that. I don't necessarily think that when women are saying protect black women, that they're, sometimes they are talking about their uncles, their fathers and stuff. Cause you gotta understand like sexual abuse is real. And um, you know, women, women are violated all the time. Right. And so true. nobody says anything. Like women will be violated in front of a group of men and no one comes to their defense or rescue. Men are laughing because they think it's cute and nobody's like, yo, chill. That's a woman or no chill. So that's just a mm. that's just a thing. Like we don't it, it's like what happens when you're in public? It like you 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 can only protect black women that you know. Like that's a woman. And, and no. So you're you you bring up a great point, and maybe that is part of it is that the nuance is being lost. I just I ask the question sometimes to those girls of like, well, you don't see that as an insult maybe to your father or your brothers or whatever. Now, obviously, just like you said, there are situations where that person is not there. Like even with that video or whatever that went viral, that Skeeter guy with his skateboard or whatever, he's, you know, right over here in Harlem where I live. And it's like, to me, the better questions was, and to me, I immediately am a victim blamer because I think by the time a lot of, obviously there's shit that people can't help, right? Meaning like people are foul. That's the first thing we got to understand. Then two is that there are certain situations that you just got to stay out of. Like when I watched that video, I'm like, okay, this nigga needs to be locked up. He deserves to be beaten. He deserves whatever the fuck he gets, right? I have no sympathy in this world for him. But then I'm also looking at the tape, like, but why is she outside this late with goons? Like, but this. And then even when she called him a pussy, I'm like, eh, I probably wouldn't have said that to him. You know, so I don't even. I feel like we already had this. <laughs> we already addressed the Skeeter Bill thing. And the whole I thing mean, about it is. It sounds crazy to be like, what was she doing outside at 11 p.m. with goons? First of all, we don't know that they're goons. 
We don't know if they're goons. What he did was some asshole shit, but we don't know if they're goons. Was he really, like, we don't even know if that's true. Second of all, how do we know she wasn't out there with them? Like, we're not allowed to have male friends. Like, we don't, I mean, we don't know anything about this situation. All we know is she called him a pussy and he proved that he was a pussy by doing some pussy ass shit. He, he did. Period. And I'm agreeing with you. But I'm saying, she didn't, you know. She didn't hit him. Fuck that. Like, that's crazy. And I'm not somebody, I'm not someone that's like a man should never hit a woman. Because I feel I've seen women attack men. I've seen women provoke men. I've seen women smack the shit out of men because they thought they wouldn't get smacked back. I don't think you should beat a woman. I don't think you should be pounding a woman out. But if somebody's attacking you, you have a right. You you get one good hit, one shove, one motion to get that person off of you. Period. None of that happened. So I really don't know what conversation we're having here. Well, I agree with you. I'm just so saying that move on. That... if you agree, that'd be your problem, Phil. You'd be like, <laughs> I agree, comma, but only you don't use nah. commas. So your whole shit just runs right along. <laughs> like... right. So so we're going to put a button on that because I can tell it's really, it bothers you. But I'm going to say this. <laughs> Here we go. And we'll, we'll, and we'll move on. Just that when I see that hashtag and when I see people say that, it implies that we don't try. And then I'm saying to myself, well, in order to protect her, that's what I would have to tell her. I can't wait until that situation happens. You know what I mean? I got to tell her, prevent this by never even being over there. I don't know what you're talking about because it doesn't matter where she is. That's the whole thing. Shit happens all the time. It do happen all the so time. So it's like, so the what I, I want you to are we having right now then? We not having always, it. So niggas always know because now you wanted to continue with your butt. So I got a butt for you. Okay. Okay. All right. This is fair. The exception to the rule. And it's just it's it it, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's like okay. by and large, black women are out here moving through the world. And they feel like unless a man personally knows them, and sometimes even when a man does know them personally, nobody says shit to them. And Seth, as I'm saying this, the more the more I'm saying this, the more instances I'm in my head where I'm like, yeah, no one stood up for me here. Like when I got sliced, when I was cut by a blood when I was 13, I was with my female best friend to my left and my boyfriend happened to be right across the street. I went to him, I said, yo, the bitch that I beat up, Last week, she's right behind me and she's with 20 other girls. He looks, he sees, he tells his homeboy, yo, I think some shit is about to go down. Five minutes, less than five minutes later, I'm sliced. Where is he? Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. So he was not doing his fucking job. You told him something was about to go down and then he left. He didn't leave. He just did not, he did not move to action. He did not move to protect me. And, but it was all girls. No, it it was all girls, and it was and it was um she was blood, so her superior came, so that was the guy that was there, and it don't matter uh, if it was all girls or not. I'm girlfriends. There's twenty it's girls. Period. It's not happening. That's a lot of fucking people. God damn. See, I never heard you actually say. I don't story, need to but though. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, but that's the thing. The thing is, you don't walk in our shoes, so. It's like okay. so. It's like you can't tell us. You can't tell us what our existence is, and it's and it's enough of a collective experience 
where it's a trending hashtag. So I feel like instead of immediately moving to be defensive and not accept accountability, where it might not even mean you feel hunt personally, but I'm sure you could think about situations in where you've seen groups of men or, and somebody violate a woman or laugh or catcall or say some wild shit to her or grab her butt or do anything. Do anything and a group of men are there and nobody does shit. Okay, that's fair. I, I'm open to being wrong about it. Thank Maybe you, because you are. Thank about you. It, but I just, I, I see the first line of defense is somebody has to be told and then they have to do something. No, the first line of defense is that somebody needs to see it happening. Somebody needs right. to see it happening and just want to get involved and stand up for you. And they don't have to know you personally in order for you to do it. Okay, that's fair. And I mean, definitely, I feel that way when I'm out in the streets. But like I said, to me, it's more of a preventative measure of saying, hey, probably don't be over there. No, and then probably, don't be, the probably don't be starts, anywhere. Probably don't be anywhere. Probably don't and, ever and see, get on the subway. Probably don't walk. Yeah. Probably get a car. <laughs> and then if you get a car, probably don't get a flat tire and have to... <laughs> probably don't be walking around with a loose vagina like that like I don't know what you want from us don't you know what you, you know what Carrie you are absolutely Jesus. correct and that's all I want y'all to get is that sometimes I, I'm searching for the answers I think sometimes people get annoyed with me because they think that I'm telling them that I'm right when I'm actually just saying how I feel or how I see it. So. Yeah, but I, you're, 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 uh, you're right. I think sometimes you're also looking to always find the area in which somebody could be wrong in. And I think it might be your comedian instinct because we are trained to look at the world in a different way. So if somebody says that this is what it looks like, looks like to them, as a comedian, you try to flip it and be like, or it could be X, Y, and Z. But there's still a line. Oh yeah, definitely. There's a line, and we're always trying to find where that line is. But, but like I said, overall, I think but. that's a preventative one. But to your point, uh, Dave Chappelle said, "What one of those specials? Which one is it?" I watch a lot of comedy. I don't know if you can tell, Carrie. Yeah. Uh, is it Bird Flu? It's the Bird Flu where he talks about Me Too, and he said he talks. He tells a long story about going to get paid for a comedy show and he said he had 30000 or something on him in cash, in a backpack. He gets on the train, goes all the way out to Brooklyn, and then he says, and that must be what it's like walking around with a vagina every day. Yes. Because he talked about how nervous and scared he was and that people would realize he had 30000 in his backpack. Yep. So I'm going to give you that. You you win on Thanks. that. Maybe it's maybe don't you it's think it's crazy. Don't you think it's crazy that in order for you to get it, you had to reference another man's framing of it. You couldn't, uh, <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't have no. read from no, no, dead ass though. But this is the shit we be talking about. This is it right here in a nutshell. I mean, you breeze past every hashtag, you breeze past every first hand account. And what clicked for you was a joke that another man made about hypothetically when. Get the fuck out of here, Phil. All I'm going to say I cannot. If I say, <laughs> hey, young lady, I don't think you should be out here. That is me trying to protect you. If you turn around and say, fuck you, nigga, I'm grown, then I can't protect you. 
that's part of it. I mean, I can I can run over once no, in twenty people fighting you. No, in that situation, the men who should have protected her were the people, anybody that's a bystander or any of the friends that that guy was with. People need to check their fucking friends, and that's not what happens. What happens is everybody laughs. Yo, who recorded? That is true. Like no one said, "Yo, you're wilding." And slaying him, he should be embarrassed. He's pussy. but see, you shouldn't even be able to come around here. But when you, they- you come up to a, you bring up a great point I because I, I, I feel that me. way. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you just did your outro. Beautiful. See, this is why I needed to talk to you. So, no, you you make a great point because I don't know what what that culture is even of like trying to get everything on camera and i think it for some people it's even going to wind up having legal ramifications to where it's like yo you're filming an assault and i and in this case i don't even mean you know man to woman i mean between men sometimes you know what i mean to where even with the whole george floyd thing it, it broke my heart that nobody intervened man. i no, would have at I least thrown something. all the time like everybody's so scared from the cops i would you know, and I like to caution against being like what I would have done in the situation because right. I would have never thought if twenty girls ran up against me that I would have gotten cut. Like I would have been taught, I would, I, you know what I mean. So you never know until you're in a situation. But I would right. hope that I would have the wherewithal to just knock them the fuck down or do something because that can't happen. Like do whatever you got to do, but get your foot off his neck. It's like it's so something. Yeah, and then, you know, to have these videos, some of them, you know, Eric Gardner and him, and they're from multiple angles, and you're saying, where's your humanity that, again, like you said, you don't want to be Billy Badass all of a sudden and be like, oh, I would have knocked everybody the fuck out that was there, but it's like, no, I would have thrown something. I think I definitely would have fucking thrown something, because yeah, that to me was just egregious, and then you know, these people are filming, their hand is very steady, and it's just like, are you even human? Some of this shit that people film, so and they they might need to make that a law, too, like, yo, start arresting some of these people for filming this kind of shit, because you should have to explain why you weren't doing something. You know, it's tough, though, right? Because what happens if someone's not filming? Like, if we didn't get George Floyd on film, and that person intervening was not enough to prevent the death, then it's like the cop's word against theirs. So it's so tricky. Like, I think one person should be recording. It's just like when somebody rolls up and then like somebody call 911. If you see that there's someone calling yeah. 911, then now now that position has been taken, that role has been filled, now you have right. to do something else. <laughs> not all don't need the same vantage point with these camera phones right now. Everybody don't need the footage. Yeah, we might have to get some type of drills going. I know the kids had to do the school shooter drills, which is like the saddest shit in the world that they won't take these assault rifles off the street. It's just like, you know what? Fuck it. School's going to get shot up. We're going to practice. So I think maybe at this point we're coming on the other side with some solutions. Like, yo, everybody practice from now on. Like you said, hey, you got the film. I'm going to help distract this motherfucker, take a different position. Something we need to start practicing. Uh, personally, after what, 400 years? How long we've been here? 
I'm kind of coming. I don't know how I'm kind of coming that. over to the other side. Somebody was saying it's like, yo, if you ask a motherfucker for 200 years to stop being racist, and they won't be, does it look like they can? <laughs> you know, it doesn't. Doesn't 200 fucking years of doing something? It don't look like they cannot be racist. So, the answer might be that we need to be more racist. And I don't mean like form a hate group. We would obviously have the best outfits uh, that's in us. But I mean, with our dollars, with our everything, uh, you're one of my favorite people when it comes to that. Do you have a black bank? Yes. That's fucking up. Shout out to One United. <laughs> Shouts out to One United. And that is where... Um, and so I opened up an online account with them, an online savings account, because there are no Black-owned banks in New York. Um, so... That's crazy. Yeah, a lot of people think Carver is Black-owned, but it's no longer Black-owned. It is mostly Black-operated, but it's still not the same. And so I just wanted to put it in a verified Black bank. And so that's what I did. I just opened it up online. So it's Carver is like BT. It's been compromised. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's like y'all about to watch Baby Boy all day. <laughs> I'm done. We're gonna make the whole community think it's okay to be somebody's baby's mama. That's what's happening on BT. Uh, yeah, Carver. So you said it's called One United, and you did it online. Mm-hmm. Is that and where it's like the closest to New York? Um, I think there's a city national, there's like a city national bank that, um, there's like one branch, I think it's in New Jersey that is black owned. Um, but there's not, there's not very many, which is pretty, pretty sad. Yeah, that is pretty sad. It's a sad reality. Cause like I said, us being racist wouldn't include a hate group, but more so just saying more to ourselves. And I mean, yeah, I was gonna say, what do you mean there. about us being we need to be racist? What does that mean? It just is, do you notice they don't really seem to care about us, so maybe we should care more about us and less about them. And I say that to say, like, okay, people like to make this whole thing. They're making this thing like a black versus white thing, but it's really more of a us versus the cops thing, everybody versus them. But then also, the cop was white, right? But the store owner was like, I'm not going to say what color he is. He's some type of Indian. Uh, Travel band brown is what I've been going with. He didn't have to call the cops. So it's like they'll come together. They'll put their differences aside to be anti-black. Mm-hmm. But the second you say black, everybody gets nervous and all of a sudden black becomes POC and it's just a lot of really annoying stuff. And I don't think people catch the casual tricks that they play. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying. I um I mostly agree. I just don't think that racist is the right word for that. Because well, because I think I think I was huh? being cute. I was being cute. Yeah, but, but you gotta more... be careful. The... <laughs> Not for real. But she's like, nah. This like becomes that. a quote. No, yeah, but shit like that. You have to be careful because so many, so many white people 
or just people that are dumb. Like whatever the fuck Terry Crews said the other day, which I don't know. Oh, I didn't see it. Yo, I only heard yo black supremacy. Yeah, like that's not it. That's not it at all. Like I had to explain to somebody, and um, again, I have my little brother for the summer. So to a twelve-year-old kid it sounds racist because he hears me saying, oh, it's black owned, let's support it, it's black owned. So he thinks I'm preoccupied with race and like, why do I always have to be with black people first? And isn't that racist? And I have to explain to him that that's not racist at all. And so it's, it's, it's you, you know, it's important to make the distinction because racism really definitely can affect somebody's life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, well, yeah, that's why I was like, saying, like, you if, know. If, if we support Black people, we're not stopping, me supporting Black businesses is not stopping a white person from getting a loan or from voting or from getting fucking access to food and, and healthcare right. and, like, a living wage. Like, I'm not stopping you. Black, white people being racist absolutely affects us in that way. So, you know. Right. Being that we're a minority and they're a majority. So, yeah. And that's one thing that I wish we would even recognize a little more. Uh, you know, what are we, 13, 14% of the population? So sometimes when I see people dividing us up, and I mean, I'm well aware most of it only exists online, and that's why every now and then I log off and unplug because it's just like, Jesus Christ, man. Black women versus Black men, then, you know, people are screaming about, you know, Black trans lives and all this stuff. And it's like, yo, it's all covered under Black Lives Matter, okay? All of it. I agree. It doesn't need to be any separation. But, you know, what do you think about what were you going to say? I'm sorry. Um, well, that's interesting because I had to, this is another nuanced thing. That um, because I made a post similar to that the other day where I was just kind of like, I'm not really trying to hear about nothing other than arresting these cops, arresting these cops that killed Breonna. Like we already got the George Floyd's. Okay, now we're moving on to Breonna Taylor. Like arresting these cops is the reason why we're out in these streets. And so I kind of made a post that was like, you know, taking down statues, cute, not arresting the cops, you know, (laughs) trans lives matter. They do. Don't got shit to do with these cops, though. And so I kept bringing it back to that point. And then I thought about it some more. And again, I still agree with my former point that, you know, with protests, it's best to have a call to action. Call these numbers, arrest these people. This is what we want to ask for. Even, even like this version of Black Lives Matter, this wave seems to be um, moving the needle more because we're actually asking for things. We're not just saying it matters. See us, which I think is important, too. But it also needs to be like if people are listening, what do you want them to do with it? So that's one part. But the other thing is, I think for trans people and the people that are um, demanding diversity or the people that are asking, um, you know, like for statues to be brought down and stuff like that, I think what they're doing is important too because it's like everybody's saying Black Lives Matter, but do, do they really matter? Like, let's not be hypocritical. So I think everybody's seizing this opportunity now while everybody's at least fake pretending to care because when all this die down when it will they're gonna go back to killing trans black people black trans women and 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 no one's gonna care anymore it's not keeping that same energy so i understand why trans people are out in the street and i understand why people are trying to get statues brought down and why aunt jemima had to lose her job because while, <laughs> while as many people are talking about black lives matter you gotta pull people's cards and be like oh yeah you really mean it do this now if you do it in two three months it's too late and it's easy for people to just go back to doing what they were doing before. 
Right. And like you said, the moral victories, the Aunt Jemima. It's like, how long did it take y'all to get that poor woman out the damn kitchen? Right. It's been years. Uh, we still ain't freed Uncle Ben yet. He's still like Oh, he didn't, in the they didn't change him yet? Nah, they haven't emancipated him. Get him up out the mm-hmm. kitchen, period. Uh, I don't know. Too too many moral victories. Uh, then what? They changed the master bedroom now, they said. you know, Nobody asked for that. We're gonna, nobody. Exactly. They got all these. I didn't even stretches. know that was a thing. Y'all created that one. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm like, hey, it do hit different if it's a plantation style home. Yeah. It hit a little different. <laughs> but master bedroom yeah it's like who asked for this shit and then juneteenth that i feel a little divided about i'm like first of all it took y'all 155 years to change the shit or to make it a real holiday 155 fucking years then i feel a little guilty because white people getting paid too it's a holiday for them is it federal no they're trying they're working on it and you know what's crazy is it was the blackface governor so the governor of Virginia, Ralph Northam, mm-hmm. that wore blackface in his yearbook. Mm-hmm. So that little bit of guilt, and I think that's part of what we need to do, is get every senator or governor in blackface so we can kind of black uh, mail them later on, no pun intended. But you know how I feel yeah. about it too, though? The thing about it is that we don't need white people's permission to celebrate what the fuck we need to celebrate for us culturally. Like, we could have been decided that we cared about Juneteenth and wanted to celebrate it. And it really wouldn't matter because I'm taking the day off anyway. No black employees are coming in right now. Period. We don't need, you know what I mean? So it's like, if we, there's also a thing, like some shit we, some shit makes sense, but some shit they're not really standing in the way of. Nobody stood in the way of our Juneteenth, guys. Right. We're all just learning about it. But in order for it to show up on your check, we need them to make that law and to pass that bill up to the Senate. And like I said, I really ain't too happy about it because like I said, I'm like, yo, but white people getting that too. So I feel like it should just be our day, you know, some type of reparations going on. Uh, I feel like the next thing they're going to pull because they love to keep keep us distracted is the uh, Harriet Tubman 20s that everyone's forgotten about. <laughs> They're going to come with them holographic Harriet Tubman 20s and be like, guys, over here, we got them $20 bills. Yeah, they're trying to distract us with things that we didn't ask for. Yeah, that's that's what they keep doing, you know. But this is the most things I've ever seen them distract us with. They cancel Cops, the TV show, which is just like, what the fuck? That had to do with anything. Uh, white guilt. It was like a white guilt week. Uh, the guy that played Cleveland from Family Guy, he he renounced his rights to play a black cartoon. Mm. Carrie's like, didn't know, didn't care. Didn't know. <laughs> Didn't care. Some of the shit is like, come on, y'all. Like, all right. Well, well, yeah, it's like it's like a sketch show, right? It feels like something somebody brought in for a sketch. Yep. So you had even the girl that I think she was on Big Mouth, and I didn't even realize it never occurred to me. White people are out here voicing black characters. I don't not that it matters in a major way, but it just struck me as odd because then I said to myself. But are there any black people who voice white characters? Yes. Cartoons? So funny. I started <laughs> when for me, 
I, um, when I first started comedy, I was doing sketch comedy and I have a white cartoon character named Adele and she's a Jewish lady from Long Island. And I do her voice and it's a prank call show where I called people and I had it animated and he made her and nobody knew. And so, I, and it looks great and it's fabulous and I loved it. But the other day I was like, nah, I can't post this for Throwback Thursday. I'm going to look crazy. Like, yeah, like, not right now. <laughs> no, but like maybe like two years ago before this, like, because I did this maybe, I've, I did this maybe seven or eight years ago. So like it was like two years ago that I was gonna th thought about it for Throwback Thursday. And uh, I was like, okay. So it's not like in the middle of this racial thing, but I, I, you know, I'm woker now, or I have a, a different understanding of it, and so I'm just like, oh, this is woker. I put it in quotes. I put it in quotes. Um, yes, it is funny, and I still don't know how they have taken our word. Lord Jesus, we can't have nothing. <laughs> Somehow it's been co-opted, but uh, yeah, you 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 made a lot of sketches back in the day. What did you go to used to be for? Was it sketch or um, improv? Both. Both. Okay. Did the whole thing on both sides. You're fucking all over the place. <laughs> Do you feel like that helps you be more successful? That you're not maybe so focused and locked in on one thing or one dream. Um, I think I am focused on one thing. I just think that um, I just try to stay honest and like, you know, some things, some things perform better in different mediums. You know, sometimes I'm just like, yo, I have a thing to say. And what's the best mm -hmm. way to say it? Like, is this a sketch? Is this a short film? Is this just a, is this a bit? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just try not to limit myself because some things are not going to be good on stage like in one medium yes. yeah so i don't limit myself i'm just getting there to opening my mind up as you can see i have a very one-track mind uh what was i gonna say so i had this meme or whatever that i'm sure you saw me bitching and whining all over the place about mm -hmm. don't you because... punctuated it now all your go viral. Don't you wish at least you would have had a properly placed semicolon? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. So, so I figured this out today, and I had this epiphany. But to your point of things not working in a certain medium, uh, and especially while we're not on stage, which truly I probably wouldn't have cared that it got stolen so much if it wasn't. Also, I didn't have any fucking shows. But anyway. I said to myself, because someone was asking me about merch, and I said, oh, shit, a meme is a t-shirt, and it wouldn't even have mattered that they stole it if you had a link to a t-shirt before you put it out. And then I thought about how stupid I was. Uh, yeah, it all went downhill from there, pretty much. But. Well, okay, a couple things. I don't think that you should think about how stupid you are, because it's like... Hindsight is always twenty twenty. So I think the learning lesson is moving forward, thinking about how you can monetize and maximize things. Second point is, it's not realistic for you. First of all, nobody knows what's going to go viral. This, that's the whole thing about it. I'm sure you had no idea. I'm sure you're probably like, out of all the shit I've said, for this- It'd be the dumbest run, shit. Right. So you also can't call it because you never know what's going to take off. And what are you going to do? Print t-shirts up for everything you tweet? That's just not realistic. <laughs> For everything you tweet. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great if I like got canceled from some TV show over a tweet and I also had t-shirts. 
<laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. So no, great point because yes, a lot of the shit that I'm like, okay, this shit funny. That shit get four likes. Then you say this, and then people are just like, oh yeah, I'm still in that. Copied and pasted, and I use bad English purposely almost at this point as like a way of uh, separating and being able to tell who <laughs> took what. Because I said finna in the tweet or whatever the post was. Uh F-I-N-N-A. Them niggas stole the finna. I saw a few self-respecting people change it to bout or gotta. Mm -hmm. And that was, that that warmed my heart a little. Because I was like, well, at least they respect the the English language enough to change that part. Of like, yeah, I'm a thief, but I can't be out here using bad grammar. Yep social media so they probably fellow english majors of yours but no i knew kind of when i put that out there that that such is the culture of the internet and it's a shame we really can't monetize or find a way to profit from those things but when i had the idea of t-shirts i thought well that would be a way but like you said you can't fucking predict what they're gonna gravitate towards yeah but but i took it as a victory i was at least thinking about it Yes, I think. And you've always done great with that. Your branding and your just, you always seem to find the confidence and too often in this business, we're waiting for permission, you know, from someone else. And I always felt like you took that initiative. You and your sister, I should shout out your sister, (laughs) by the way. Because y'all are like, she might listen back to this and be like, that he didn't mention me not (laughs) Not protecting black women and not mentioning them. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. I I think it's so cute that comics always talk about me and her, and she don't do comedy at all. But they always like you and your sister. <laughs> comedy might not be the important thing <laughs> the way I be looking these days. But yeah, just always with y'all branding, always out front. Never ask nobody permission for nothing. You know. What Brooklyn stand up? How how long did it take you to start your own show? How long that did it take me into doing comedy? Yeah, how far in were you? Four months, five months. <laughs> Look at you. What? So fucking independent. It's been what fourteen. <laughs> But no, it fucking worked for you. And I, and if I'm being honest, I can remember even being at mics and stuff and people being like, she thinks she this, she thinks she that. But again, that's why I'm big on speaking things into existence because, you know, if you Wait, never what were that, people saying at mics? I never hear what people say about me. I never hear it. I mean, well, they broke and unsuccessful, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but... Not does it. Uh, what have they been on? But I'm just saying, <laughs> I noticed that, and I mean, I, you know, off the record, I'll probably tell you specifically, but these people are all losers that we've left behind years I'm ago. I'm done. But <laughs> I, I gotta be honest. <laughs> but it's also getting late. But uh, yeah, you know, a lot of people, like I even remember, and I mean, I rem- t- tend to remember posts more because they're written. So you can put the face right with the name. I just remember a guy saying, well, why do y'all have fan pages? 
and then someone popping up underneath him to say, well, why don't you? And then someone else saying, because we fucking believe in ourselves. And it's like, yes, exactly. <laughs> like, why are you even in this if you don't fucking believe in yourself enough to? Mm-hmm. And there's so many people that are waiting for permission. So I've always loved that about you, that you take the initiative and you're open to other avenues, as you mentioned here, going to UCB. Because I also went to UCB. When? And I went. Uh, only time being a black man ever came in handy was that scholarship. So Okay, I got that shit too. <laughs> Shouts out to the now defunct UCB for that scholarship. Uh, which I was thinking I was debating as I came in. Like, should I wear more African gear to try to make sure I get the scholarship? <laughs> you know, should I wear the kente hat? What should I do to make sure they know I'm black, like really black? But anyway, yeah, it was it was a good experience overall. It was I was a little sad to see that they closed. Did they close? Yeah, in the middle of all this corona shit, they bowed out. But like, you know what? We're fucking. And then New York though, because they still have a LA branch, right? I think so. But in New York, yeah, they definitely folded. They were on the run there for a little while, meaning changing locations every few months. And, you know, when it becomes like that, you know, they're like, oh, we got a pop-up comedy school. Y'all can come to the (laughs) pop-up. Which I always laugh about pop-ups because it's like, you know, crackheads were the first pop-ups. I'm done. (laughs) And everybody took that idea from them. Craigslist, all that shit. Put them out of business. Yep. That was where you used to get all that shit. But it's getting late, and I don't want to hold you anymore. This has been a good talk. It has been. I enjoyed talking to you, Phil. Thank you. I appreciate that. I enjoyed talking to you as well. Uh, Tell everybody where they can find you. Not outside. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can find me at Overfab. O-V-E-R-F-A-B um, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm going to ask you one more question because this was the only thing that I wrote down and somehow I haven't mentioned it. So BLM, we mentioned earlier, right? Mm-hmm. They take donations, which I guess you can answer how you feel about that too, right? Um, there's been a lot of like different color people protesting, which is good to see. However, I don't know how I feel about are they supposed to bail out white people too? Listen, I have no idea. I wouldn't be. But <laughs> I would not. So the answer from you is a no. I wouldn't be, y'all. I'd be like, you supposed to be an ally. This is just you catching up. How many times we done got arrested before? This is you down <laughs> so for leave the them in there. Hell yeah. Let them suffer just a little. Are there more black people? Maybe if there's money left over, have we gotten everyone black out first? <laughs> okay, so we should be getting the black people out. Yes, first. we should absolutely prioritize. Light skin second. <laughs> we we gonna play a little colorism here? Nah, just you know. She said, "Nah, don't do that." Nah. <laughs> all black, but nah, all, I wanted to ask you that question. Because <laughs> I had said that black bell matters. I had said that question to somebody, and they got really mad at me, and I was like, "Was that out of line?" <laughs> Talking to and I, every time you talk to someone, bad, <laughs> it just. But them getting bailed out requires them to first even be arrested, which yeah, we that probably won't happen because 
they've been storming the uh, state houses with fucking guns and weapons. And it's like, y'all know y'all can break quarantine without telling people, right? You could just fucking do it. Mm-hmm. But we'll end it on that one. Um, you dropped your social media handles. We used to announce where we were doing shows at, but guess there's no need for that. Uh, per usual, y'all can find me at I am Phil Hunt. It has been great talking to you after much technical difficulty, so thank you. No problem. Bye, Phil. Nice.